I'm pressing record right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Welcome to the one and only Gobmint Name Podcast. This podcast is the premiere No Holds Bars Weekly Checks and Balances of Social Commentary. Gobmint Name Podcast can be found on bynkradio.net, Instagram, Twitter, Spotify, Apple Music and Google Play. Become part of the show and join the conversation by submitting emails at gubmintspeak at gmail.com or send us a video message on Instagram. That's Government Name Podcast. Thank you for your support. Busting through your earways, coming live from the internet. This is the checks and balances of social commentary. My name is Shogun. I'm one half of the assholes. When we are combined together, we formulate a podcast named the Government Name Podcast. We are the checks and balances of social commentary. Now, Cole Jackson is not here, but I do have a special guest. Are you ready, special guest? I stay ready. You stay ready. You ain't got to get ready. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. Well, my guest is the one and only... Well, I, I feel like I should give you a much better intro than just saying one and only. Let's go off your resume. <laughs> Somebody that I feel like could actually keep me in check when Cole Jackson is out of the office. Somebody. Oh, yeah, I know. Right. Oh, hold on. on, Let me me give you a bomb for that. (laughs) The fans keep asking. They say, Shogun, Cole, y'all need more lady representation on the podcast. When you going to do something for the ladies? Well, today I got you. We got somebody that's going to keep me in line. Mm, maybe not. But also could have some hot takes, some real opinions, some thoughtful, impactful conversations. We have the one, the only, Jasmine Blue. <laughs> I'm so extra with this shit. I am so extra with this shit. <laughs> It's What's happening? I'm opinionated, so you What's, got that part right. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. What's up, Jazz? It's been a while since you've been on the show, man. It has been a while, and I'm I'm very happy to be back. Yeah. How are you? I'm good. I'm actually, I'm groovy, baby. No. <laughs> it's been a while since somebody said groovy. Yeah, that was the only thing I could think of. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> nah, man. Uh, you know, uh, I reached into my duffel bag. And I was like, who should I call? Because Cole Jackson said, hey, man, I ain't going to be on the show this week. And I said, all right. <laughs> I kind of did the same thing to him last week. So Right, uh, right. It's like, nah, Cole is actually on a, a little weekend retreat with the fellas. So, y'all, oh, nice. yeah, yeah. I hope he comes back with some good stories. And uh, I don't know, man. I need y'all to do something for me. Ladies, listen, listen to me. Just hear me out. Mm-hmm. Just jump in his inbox. <laughs> He's going to say no. He's going to be resistant. But just no doesn't have to mean no in this occasion. Just jump in his inbox and talk to him. Help that man out. I need my brother to, you know, have a little fun. What kind of help? Like, what are you trying to say? Whatever what you ladies and him agree to cordially. <laughs> you know, maybe you're not that good of a wingman if you've been telling women to get into his DMs and you still have to keep doing that. 
maybe you got to change the approach up a little bit. Maybe to tell him not to get in his DM. Ladies, don't get into Cole Jackson's DM. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't do it. I don't want you to do it. Don't even approach it. Don't even look him up on Instagram. His name is Bo- <laughs> Cole Jackson underscore BYNK. Don't even do that. <laughs> Nah, man, I, I I I know he doesn't need my help. He's a magnificent mm-hmm. man. He doesn't need anybody's help. But he always says it. Nobody gets into his inbox, and I just want this to be the call that somebody actually does it. You know, help that man out. And I'm sure he got a lot of things in his inbox. He just he don't talk about them. Sometimes I think the inbox is overrated. Like sometimes it's just easier and more natural to meet people in person and on the fly because you can hide behind the keyboard and think of like some real clever shit to say, but like in person, you don't have that same personality. Oh, yeah. You got that personality, it's just you're not as quick with it. Not not you directly, but that person who's been hiding. Right. But out here, keyboard thugging. Yeah, the keyboard warriors. Mm-hmm. See, it all falls apart. <laughs> meet Cole in person. Ooh. Tell him to send his location. Oh, oh shit. We dropping pins? We can't <laughs> drop dimes. We ain't Takashi 69, man. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> uh man, that would be kind of that would be kind of dope. <laughs> if Cole Jackson trusted people enough to drop his pin. Uh-oh. Did I lose you? I done fucked it up. All right. That has been another episode of the Governor Podcast. I lost Jasmine. Let's see if I can Hey, get I'm back. here. There he is. There she is. I'm here. You know what happened? I think I accidentally muted my mic. I'm oh, sorry. I, th- <laughs> I thought the bomb actually blew you away. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I don't know the power of my soundboard. No, I was saying that that would be life-changing if Cole could drop his pen. Like, be vulnerable for, like, a weekend mm. and see what comes out the woodworks for you. Mm. you but, see, I feel like I would have to stand guard for him because we already paranoid. You know what I mean? Who do you think is going to come out to get you? We don't know. I mean, like, go to a coffee shop or something. Like, it can't be uh, that. You know what I'm saying? Like, meet in a public place. Who going to do something in a public place? Man, you know how these folks is. Who would... What kind of people are y'all dating? We in Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Touche. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. You ain't going to talk about my state like it ain't ain't shit. Alabama is not Texas. Let's make that very clear. Yeah, it's better. Oh, in what regard? That we have pride. We have paved roads. So do we. <laughs> High and mighty. They might have been gravel maybe like two years ago, but they paved now. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Yes. Sir. Sir. I mean. Everything's we... bigger and better in Texas. For real? Yes. Like what? Uh, everything. <laughs> why, why did you cough and laugh? <laughs> like I'm supposed everything. to already know this. Oh, mm-hmm. man. How has your week been? This is what we normally do on a podcast. Yes. Well, I, I feel very thankful that you asked me that because I don't get asked that enough. I don't think. Well, you are a contributor to the website as a blog <laughs> yeah. commentator. <laughs> Listen, um, and, and we're going to talk about that at some point. But my week, 
started off probably the shittiest that it could be, but got better. So today was the best day of my week. Oh, nice. Um, I was under a lot of stress at work. Mm-hmm. I felt to the point that yesterday, Thursday, I uh, had to leave work and go to the doctor because my blood pressure was like out of control. Right. And, and you made it to the podcast today. What the hell? Are you okay? I'm okay. I'm okay. You know, most of stress is mental. Yes. And um, once the doctor was like, listen, it's not, your numbers aren't any, aren't too concerning, but I do want you to watch it. And I do want you to think about the things that are causing you stress. It was just kind of one of those things that put everything in perspective. Is weed legal where you stay? I'm sorry? Is weed legal where you stay? No, oh. no, but I'm also a teacher, so I can't, I wouldn't even be able to indulge if I wanted to. I mean, all you got to go is go to PE class. You can talk to little Jimmy. I'm sure he got some weed. Who is, <laughs> what middle school kids do you know got weed in the, in the gym class? What middle, school, what middle school kids do you know that don't have weed? I like to think highly of my babies and think that that's not what they're doing. Those kids are wilding out. They fucking teachers smoking weed. They Whoa. they are ready for college. Then that's not what college. <laughs> <laughs> ready for college. I have to remember I have to remind myself every day that these kids are like 11, 12, 13 years old. Those are yeah. adults. <laughs> They're ready Those to vote. <laughs> Those are not adults. Like they may be big in size, but they are still <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Wait a minute. No, like I know I'm I'm, I, I'm messing don't, with you. Don't be like that. Yeah, okay. I don't want you to lose your job, nah. Okay. Right. I'm a teacher. I am being professional. I mean in stature. Okay. <laughs> um so you know, it was it's I my department is very stressful because there are a lot of legal ramifications, so it's important that we get everything into compliance. And right. like I was telling you before um before we started recording, um I'm working on a team of four and we have some imbalance of work, you know, mm-hmm. and some work ethic issues, you know, and those got addressed by the principal mm. today. Yeah, it was a very tense meeting. Well, it started off really tense and I think it ended up being a little more smooth. But uh, hopefully that gets everybody on the same page and we can get more productivity from mm-hmm. our teammates. Sound like somebody had to come into Jesus meeting. Oh, yeah. 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 One of those things like, well, why do these two understand what to do and y'all two don't? Like pointing. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Well, that's good that, that the week's starting to get better. Yeah, it did get better. And I got named uh, math lead of my team. So that was cool. Um, going hiking tomorrow. Getting oh, a pedicure tomorrow. I'm probably going to stuff my face. Wait a, minute. Wait a minute. You going hiking, then getting a pedicure? Yeah, you have to do one before the other. Well, of course. It's yeah. <laughs> just like that's I wouldn't have never put those two things together in a weekend. That sounds dope. I didn't think about it like that, but I'm going to wear hiking boots so that's going to protect my feet. It's not like I'm going to be out there kicking rocks. Right. Barefooted. <laughs> Man, I wear boots for work. I didn't think about it like that. Yeah, I have hiking boots. They're actually very sturdy and supportive. And I haven't been hiking in like 3 years, so I'm excited. Are you ready? I am ready. You gonna watch out for mountain lions? 
mountain lions, tigers, bears, raccoons, snakes, all of that. So when you hike, do you have a weapon with you? I mean, it's Texas. It's Texas. I would assume that you would have like a musket or a gun or something. No, like that's what people assume (laughs) that we have horses all the time. I mean, you assume that we didn't have paved roads. So I'm just thinking that Texas don't. I mean, we do. Y'all backwood country. All this slander. It's okay. <laughs> Which uh, president came from Texas? Oh, yeah. George W. Mm-hmm. One of the worst presidents ever. Thank you. Listen, man. I didn't say Hey, I'm Texas. just saying it's Texas. Y'all got to claim okay. that. <laughs> yeah, we do. And we, we got to claim racism. Y'all got to claim George W. I mean, you're right. I can't deny where he was born. Yeah. Okay, hold on real quick. All right. Government Name Podcast is brought to you by BYK Radio Podcast Network with the best indie creator podcast on the internet. Every Tuesday, Government Name Podcast with Shogun and Cole Jackson bring you the checks and balances of social commentary. Every Wednesday and Thursday, the social introvert brings you a mashup of music and pop culture with host Sid Davis. And finally, Carefree Black Nerd with Rain Coleman, giving you the updates on any entertainment news like TV, movies, and comic books. That's right, folks. BYK Radio Podcast Network. We are indie creators. We are indie culture. All right. So my week has been pretty straightforward. I kind of went out on a couple of dates this week. Um, let me let me get your opinion on something real quick. <laughs> okay. You ever. I'm probably going to get some shit for this one, but fuck mm-hmm. it. It wouldn't be me if I didn't come. <laughs> come clean and be honest about some shit. Right. All right. So, you ever been out with somebody that you felt like wasn't up to par? Like they meet the bare minimum of your requirements, but the more you hang out with that person, you realize this probably ain't gonna work. Um, I can't say that I have, but mm. I have a very limited dating history. So. Oh really. Yes. Lucky actually. you. You got out. You got out before the market crashed. <laughs> <laughs> Shit is terrible out here. Perpetually boot up, and uh, the people that I have actually gone on dates with, I've actually enjoyed it, and I, you know, there was compatibility there. Well, so. see, that's that's not the issue. Like, I'm compatible mm-hmm. with a lot of people, and I have fun with people because I joke a lot, and I, I, ha- I can have a conversation with almost anybody. And it'd be a decent conversation. I don't think that's compatibility, though. Right. Maybe I have likability. Yeah, it's your personality. You have a likable personality. But I have this one friend that the more I look at her, I'm just like, mm, something's just off. Like, something's just not right here. Like, I feel like... Damn, like this you sound. physically look at her and you're like... Yeah, it's like she's cute, but then something's like not to the... Something just don't seem right. Oh. Okay. You wanna? You wanna? I'm sorry. Was that me? Yeah, that was you. Oh my bad. One yo yo booze, not mine. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> they know their hours. Oh. oh. <laughs> I'm kidding. I know. Well, I don't think that was me though. Maybe I don't know. It might have been uh, what we're using to talk on. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. back to your ugly boo. She's not really ugly. She just kind of off. Like, I think she's a strong six out of ten. I mean, I feel like I'm a strong six and I work up to an eight. Nah, see, I think I'm a great eight. 
I'm not quite a 10. Like, 10 is just, like, model level. And I know I ain't nowhere near a model. But I think I, my personality rounds me off from being, like, a 6, 7 to an 8. You know what I mean? <laughs> so your, your face alone is just a 6, but your personality pushes you to an 8? Yeah, I'll take that. I mean, well, my, yeah, I my, like body, my body can kind of help me out, too. I mean, shit. Yeah. Thank you for calling me six. Anyway. <laughs> We're on the same level here. Okay, I'm trying to humble you, sir. Oh, no, nah, you can't. But no. so so my my sixth friend is really cool. She's got a great job. She's, you know, we, we have great conversations and whatnot. But it's just the more I look at her, I'm just like, you're not as cute as I was hoping. You you can't relate, huh? I mean, Yo, your child can. Yeah, he was like, uh huh. <laughs> He's giving his opinion. That nigga was like, run, nigga, run. I say, All right. well, no, okay. So I have to, I have to, maybe I have to be honest about something. Come on, I go for, I go for regular niggas. So <laughs> what is a regular nigga? Like a six. Like a nigga that won't cheat on you? It's like he ugly no, enough that he ain't going nowhere? No, no, what I'm saying is that there's room for improvement. And like when they dress up, like that puts them to an eight. Like I look oh, for, yeah. I I am not impressed by like super attractive people. Mm. Because I am not competitive. And I will not fight for you. So <laughs> we need to be able to be ugly together. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's the most real shit ever. I feel you on that. And I, I kind of... <laughs> I kind of I'm I'm worried that I'm like why do I care so much about how she looks when I really enjoy having fun with this person exactly. and, and kicking that's it with what's them. most important. It is, but also I got to look at you too. Okay. <laughs> so look at the features that you like. And yeah, I can't just be staring at the titties all day. Come on. I'm... That's it. you don't like nothing on her face. <laughs> I mean yes that's the word i couldn't think of it that is it like head butterface yeah and we we've gone out several times at this point it's like we like oh man i can't say what we've been doing because that's gonna identify that person and then if she listens to this she's gonna be like oh i'm the ugly friend because she's not really ugly it's just i think it's more so how she dressed and how she fixed her hair Okay, and those I'm, things can be updated. And I do want to clarify, I don't date ugly dudes, but I don't date models either. I look for the regular dudes. So I don't want I don't want nobody coming in my DMs or my husband's DMs saying, oh, your wife called you ugly, because that's not what I said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm attracted to me, and that is all that matters. Views and opinions on this podcast do not express <laughs> Jasmine Blue's relationship or status. <laughs> Thank you. So, Sometimes I gotta speak from my single or pre-marriage, you know. Well, self. I need I we need a female's perspective on this. I've been trying to have this conversation since the first date, and I've been like, "How do I bring this up on the show?" And it doesn't sound like I'm a sexist pig, but I'm like, "Well, well, you're here, so fuck it. I'm a sexist pig." So <laughs> she, I have a, a normal rule that I usually don't date two level. I only go about two levels up or two levels down. So if I'm a strong eight, that means my max is a 10, right? And my lowest thing should be what, six? I guess. So she's right within the ballpark. Okay. So, But you can also improve upon a six, right? Right. But think about it like this, though. Mm. Y'all are casually dating. See, that ain't me. 
I know I turned everything down. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. And we are casually dating. So you really don't need to be worrying about how to improve somebody that you're not really committed to like that. Oh, and that's true. That's true. But I, I mean, I can see it going somewhere. I Maybe. mean, you and once it does go somewhere, y'all become more serious. Then you can give her like suggestions. Oh, I think you would look really nice with your hair like this. And like a makeover. Not you don't see now she's gonna take it the wrong way. You talking about making her over exactly, but that brings us to this email that we got last week. And Cole Jackson gave his opinion, but I didn't give my opinion about it. So she was basically saying, In a relationship, is it okay for a guy or a significant other to have an input on your out, outlook looks and appearance of hair? Like she recently changed her hair, and people were making comments about it. But how do you feel about that in a relationship? The person she's in a relationship with. Who? Say that again. Who was making the comment? The other people or the person she's in a relationship with? I believe it was other people, but I'm not sure. It might have been somebody within the relationship. Okay, so three things. Um, Every relationship is different, so take this at your own risk. Right. So that's number one. Number two... Um, hell yeah, it matters. Like, you should be able to speak to your partner and say, hey, you know, I think you look really nice when you X, Y, Z. So I'm going to let you listen to the email real quick, and then we'll talk about it. Now for my question, do you feel like you should be able to have a final say-so or like an important say-so in how your significant other styles their hair? Like, I recently cut a lot of my hair off, and people at work are like, oh, girl, my husband, he don't like when I wear my afro, or, you know, he like my hair long, he don't want me to cut my hair off, and I always respond with, but it's your head. Like, I don't feel like you should be able to control what someone else does themselves. You either like it or you don't like it. I hope you didn't marry them because they wore their hair a certain way. So I wanted to ask you guys, do you feel like you should be able to have a say-so in how your significant other dresses or wears their hair, those type of things, things that are supposed to be personal choices? That's all I got this um, this time. All right. So what you think about that? Do you think a significant other should be able to say anything about how you style your hair? I mean, there's a couple things at play here. Okay. There are things that we have to acknowledge that uh, contribute to this um, situation. So <clears throat> as a black woman who wears natural hair, mm. there is a struggle to... Um, except in society, black women who wear their hair naturally. Now it's becoming more acceptable now that it's become more mainstream, but like back when I went natural, like, you know, it was a big deal. Yeah, the big chop. I did not big chop. I actually transitioned, so Uh. I slowly cut away my process ends. But so... If you are in a if you are black and you're in a relationship with another black person, there should be an understanding there that this is naturally how my hair grows, mm-hmm. and I'm doing this for you know more reasons than myself. You know, it may be you know 
a political reason, whatever the case may be. And so if you are black and you don't like your your partner to have natural hair, I would I would question a lot of things. I question your morals and your ethics and your standards, like why you hate yourself. Mm. You know, you should be able to see yourself in me. So that's one aspect of it. Second aspect of it, um, I would more readily criticize clothing than I would hair. Um, as long as, you know, you taking care of your hair, you know, I don't really care how you wear it. So like me and my husband both have locks. Nice. And, um, you know, sometimes I'll be walking around looking like J. Cole. I try not to leave the house <laughs> looking like J. Cole. Oh, but, um, you know, I try to leave looking presentable. And I know he does the same thing with his hair. Mm. The only issues that I've ever had with his clothing choices have more been about appropriate clothing for appropriate situations yeah. as opposed to just not liking what you wear at all. You know, yeah. As Jake, dinner, I want you to dress nice. I don't want you wearing a jersey. I don't care how much you pay for it. I want you to dress like an adult. When we have a photo shoot, I want you to dress like an adult. Well, and that's my thing. Wait, your relationship's that strong? Y'all having photo shoots? We had an <laughs> we had an engagement photo shoot. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. And congratulations. Oh, thank you. When's, when's the actual? Yeah, you, uh, can you tell us a date or a roundabout when it might be? Boy, I'm already married. Oh, that's what I was thinking. But I was like, when did this happen? This was last October. See, this is when I need to be a better friend and call people more. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I don't really, I don't really put myself out there like yeah, that. Yeah, that's. I don't. That's why I was like, I don't remember you posting any photos like this. But all right, cool. I think I did it on Instagram. It probably wasn't on Facebook, though, but, yeah. Well, as J. Cole said, there's beauty in the struggle. So we got to love you on your struggle days and on your better yeah, days. Absolutely. So, but listen, if I'm putting forth the effort to look a certain way because I know that I am reflecting you when we go out, I need you to put forth that same effort. That's what I'm saying. Can't be dating them six. But I think <laughs> as... As a man, as a bald-headed man that I am, I really don't have a lot of room to talk about a woman's hair when I can't grow none myself. So, it, <laughs> I mean, as, as long as she look okay, she looks good to me, and I approve of it. I mean, she can do whatever she wants. Like, if she cuts her hair, shorten Why it. Why you got to approve of it, though? She can do whatever she wants. I approve of that. Oh, okay. But if she wants to grow it out or cut it, you know, you know, I would... Yeah. I would like to see samples of it before you just you know do it. But if she just dramatic, yeah, if she just does it just because she's like, ah, I want to try something different. I mean, I'm cool with it. Hopefully, it'll grow back. What if it doesn't? I mean, we'll be two bald headed brothers. <laughs> Milk <laughs> does anything. Rubbing each other's bald heads. Shit, I, man, that sounds like a, a romantic night. You know, <laughs> we watching Netflix and I'm rubbing your bald head. You rubbing my. Have you ever had somebody rub your head? You know, no. Like However. rub your scalp, my nigga. You man, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Write that down. Once yes, you get you your know. pedicure and your hiking done, get your scalp rubbed. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just gonna call it a day because it's gonna be over with after Shit, that. You gonna be asleep. All right. Exactly. All right. So, and I think we finished that topic about the email, so we're going to move on. Unless you had something else you want to add? I mean, I don't know, man. 
That's that's weird. Y'all still talking about each other's hair in 2019. Y'all just need to let each other do each other. Like, <laughs> I mean, I mean, my my sixth friend, she was like, uh, on the second date. Stop calling her. That. I mean, I need you need to know who I'm talking about. So my sixth babe, uh, on the second date. I was wearing a hat and I was like, yo, I'm not trying to hat fish you, but I, I'm honestly bald. So I pulled off my hat and she was like, yeah, I kind of figured that you were bald. And I was like, yeah, but it's kind of weird because she has access to all my social medias and stuff. So she should be able to know that I'm a bald head man. But, um, you know, you don't post a lot of bald headed pictures. Though. I don't post a lot of pictures, period. Right. Yeah. So. And then also pictures you post, you got a hat on. Exactly. So I'm not trying to. <laughs> I don't want to blind a photographer. You know, if you get a flash on this thing, I might <laughs> crash an airplane or something. And the photographer, really? Yeah, I know. He's it's just me. Like it's, just, it's me. It's me. I was just trying to make myself sound better than I am. Yeah, yeah I know. You ain't got to call me out. Yeah, like that. Sagittarian. Well, that's what I'm here for. I'm right. sorry. Didn't you call me on here to call you out and keep them in check? <laughs> yes, that is exactly what we do. So, speaking of things that we do, we have a segment on this podcast where we talk about the music that we are currently listening to. What have you yes. been listening to? Okay, so I, it's not a particular artist. However, I have been listening uh, to. Joe K's Selection Radio on Beats One on Apple. Mm-hmm. And um, Selection, I don't know if you're familiar with them. I got put on to them from SoundCloud years ago. What kind of music? I is was Selection? at this. Um, so it's, it's Beats Culture, it's flips and remixes ah, and reimagining of RB and hip hop music so it, it's really vibey mm. um and I, I don't know i really enjoy it so this la- the latest show that i was listening to was uh, let me see i'm pulling it up right now episode 426 and what i like most about this episode is that um i was able to download like most if not all of the music that was featured on the show the thing about it is when it's on platforms like this and it's streaming and it's a dj show where you're showcasing you know all these different artists or whatever a lot of times you're not able to put in the individual tracks for downloading right for a stream like that but this episode there was actually a lot of music that i downloaded and I, it puts me on to a lot of uh, a lot of artists that end up, you know, bubbling under the surface, and then you hear them in the mainstream like years later. So this is the same platform that I, I discovered Sir on. I discovered mm. Xavier Omar, Sango, um, who else? Like so many other so many other artists. I think I even discovered Kalani on a selection show. Oh wow! So it's just people, you know, that are kind of bubbling. Yeah. I think you should check it out if you're into like lo-fi or if you're into beats culture, you know, flips and stuff like that. You should definitely check it out. Okay. And you get that off of Apple Music. It's yeah. Cool. So um, you can get it on Apple Music. It's still on SoundCloud. 
I don't know if you can find it anywhere else other than SoundCloud and Apple Music. Okay, that works. And say the name one more time for us. It's a weekly show. Selection. S O U L E C T I O N. Selection. Bet. So this week we're recording the show on mm-hmm. Friday, doing things a little bit different. We had two major artists drop two new projects today. You might be asking yourself, Shogun, okay. how was that Kanye West? Because it was supposed to come out today. I know you listened to it. Tell us, has Kanye come back to the black side? Uh, at the time of this recording, Jesus is King has not dropped. It was delayed. Maybe by Tuesday when this episode goes live, it has, and I'll do a cut-in and I'll talk about it. But right now, uh, the CD didn't come out. Kanye West just announced that Jesus is King will get pushed back again. Really, nigga? This is all wrong, how dare you? But what did come out was The Baby and Young and May. And I've listened to both of them. Okay. Are you a The Baby fan? I like that one song. Shoot. Where he says, you like how I smell cologne. I think that's kind of clever. <laughs> you like how I smell cologne? I don't cologne. listen to a lot of radio. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Mm. Well, I don't, yeah. I, this one's a little different. It's called Kurt. He slowed his flow down a lot. And it seems like he's mm-hmm. trying to go more mainstream with this project. And I just was not mm-hmm. feeling it. I was not feeling this project. Maybe it's got to grow on me. I was listening to it using my, my earbuds, not my car. Mm-hmm. I didn't give it a car test, so I don't know what these actual beats sound like. But uh-huh. it was kind of a letdown for me. The intro song was pretty amazing because he kind of did like a meat meals type thing where he was talking about his life and being a little bit more introspective. And then he's talking about how he yelling. He didn't yell, but you know, he was, you could tell it was like a copy of Meek Mill. Okay. And then the rest of the songs just seem very safe. Like mm. he's got a Chance the Rapper. He, he has a song with Chance the Rapper and Gucci Man, and it's called Gospel. Like, isn't that a little too much on the nose? Like, couldn't you tell that that was going to be the direction of this song? Well, with Chance, but when you put Chance with Gucci, then I'm lost. Uh, Yeah. It's like, you don't think that should go together, right? No. And it doesn't. It doesn't. It just doesn't work. I thought Chance was on paternity leave. You know, he's not going to be talking about nothing but God and his wife and his kids anyway, so. I didn't listen to his album because that's all I heard he was talking about on there. (sighs) I love my wife. Yeah. I, I mean, that's cool. I mean, if that's... <laughs> that sounds that's like a nigga that's cheating. <laughs> like, no nigga just claims, I love my wife 24-7. That nigga I doing mean, some dirt. I mean, he loves his wife. I mean, he wasn't... Let me not. I'm not going to do that. Nah, I'm say it. Nah, say it. I didn't hear him making a I Love My Baby Mama song before they got married. So, I don't know if he's really, like, pumping up this whole marriage thing or what. It just don't seem um, right, right? It's. I feel like he's pushing this good guy narrative too much. Like I don't. Ain't care. no nigga that damn happy. <laughs> Get the fuck I mean, out of here. I, I don't. Can't control it. I don't know. I know you. You're married, and I, look, you're married, and you're yeah. in a successful relationship. You love okay. your husband, right? What'd you say? You love your husband, right? Yeah. Would you make a whole album dedicated to how much you love your husband? Well, no. I, one, I'm not an artist. And two, 
No, I got other things to Exactly. Do. <laughs> you would eventually come off with another song like, oh, okay, it's sunny outside. Let's talk about being sunny. This nigga had a whole fucking album. He might album. get a song. He might get a song. He might get a dope little line. Like, that's one thing I like about my brother's music. Like, he'll put a little line in there to remind you, hey, that's still my chick or whatever. But, yeah, I'm not going to make, uh-uh, I'm sorry. Exactly. That nigga mm-hmm. cheating. Fuck Chance. So, <laughs> the baby also has a song featuring Nicki Minaj, and her verse is just lame. Like I thought she retired. I guess this could have been recorded beforehand, but she did say she was, you know, working on some new music. Listen, I don't there. I don't know if there was ever a point in time where I wanted to hear anything from Nicki Minaj. Now I'm not. Trying, was- I'm not trying to sound like a hater. I'm not. She had her heyday. Um, it was somewhere in between that weird ass Roman shit and the uh the weird multiple personalities thing she mm-hmm. was doing and this last album. So mm-hmm. I guess the pink the what is it, the pink print? That like was that was over. it. Yeah. That was it. She's got the dopest ad lib in hip hop right now. That little whoop 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 she does. <laughs> that shit just works for me. Uh but other than that, I just don't care. I don't, I don't care. Yeah. Like, I mean, I feel you. She cool. Like Nikki, when she was mixtape Nikki, she was she was she was a monster. And for some somewhere she just got lost and maybe the fans just moved on and she didn't move on with the fans. And so we just She made it too much about her accolades. Like when you get when you have to get on your soapbox and tell remind people all the things that you've done instead of using that time and energy to make doper music to keep people you know, rocking with you, I you lose me. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I don't care how many awards you've won. I don't care what you've done. I mean, like, not not that not that I don't care what you've done, but stop rubbing these accolades in my face. Right. I don't care about that. Yeah. I care about the music. So mm-hmm. make good music. Stop trying to compete with everybody else. You got your own lane. Like you got your own lane. And the thing, I know I'm gonna get into this, no, but no, the go thing, ahead. <clears throat> female. I'm sorry. Thing about women artists, for some reason, we're always pit against each other. Mm-hmm. And there can't ever be more than one. And I think a lot of people play into that. And it's cheesy and it's cheap and it's whack when there's plenty of room for male artists, for men artists. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't say anything about the oversaturation of men artists. So I love music today because it's not all just men rapping. We right. have some of the dopest female rappers. I'm sorry, yeah. women rappers out there today. So yeah, we do. That brings me to the next project I listened to. That young Ma. I like her. I fucking she- love this shit right here. <laughs> like she do just what I like on hip hop. She talks slick. Right. She got some dope ass beats, and then she just like, yo, I'm that nigga. And she say yeah. that, and she say suck my dick, and she fucking means that shit. Yeah. I be like, where is it? <laughs> Maybe it's in the dishwasher, but I'm not sure. Her, right? <laughs> her story in the making. This album is fucking dope. I fuck, I fuck with it. 20, I'm gonna have to listen to it. Twenty one songs. She's been missing for a while, and she came back like she ain't never left. She sound healthy. She got great breath control. She got some good wordplay. Some dope mm-hmm. beats. Not a whole bunch of uh uh what am I trying to say? Features on this project, but it's just her and it's just her rapping and it yeah. works. 
Like if if you had to choose between Baby or this Young and May project, I would highly recommend Young and May. Uh-huh. Stream it, check it out, see if you like it. It just came out today, and I've only given it one listen, but so far all the songs that I listen to are pretty good. So, so answer me this. All right, it riddle me this. Is it like every song is a freestyle where there's not really a chorus. Nah, nah. she's got structure. Rapping. She's got structure to all these songs. They got a hook okay. to them. It's just she's flowing and she she doing her thing. Like it kind of okay. it kind of reminds me of a. French Montana mixed with Cameron mixed with uh shoot yeah French French and Cam it, it, it just blend those two artists together and you got Young and May That's interesting Yeah I'm not much of a French Montana fan but I do like what Young and May has put out to date so I will have to check out that project Check it out check it out check it out Then yeah. another honorable mention for last week Don Trip he came out with a new project Definitely check that out. Uh, I forgot the name of it. It is called They Don't Love You. <laughs> That's pretty okay. on the nose. Dunn Trip, I like him and Starlito. They they always come with punchlines. I'm a punchline rapper, so he got tons of them. Uh, his last project, 13 songs, all pretty good. And I think that's pretty much it. There's a couple of Lucy's out there, a couple of singles. I wanted to say somebody just came out with something. Um you listen to Toby and the Wigby? Yes, I do, actually. Yeah, you ha- you kind of have to in Texas, don't you? I mean, I'm in Dallas, so it's not as in your face as it might like be in, in Houston. Houston. Yeah. Yeah, but I like his music. Yeah, he's got that song with Paul Wall. Still listening to that. But that's pretty I much have- it. Um, one more album okay. I've listened to recently. Um, Stir's album. Oh, yeah. Now, what I will say is that I'm a very big fan of November. November is in my top five favorite albums easily. Wow. Easily. Uh, This new one, I felt like how you felt about the baby's album. (laughs) Oh, no. Well, no. Well, okay. It's a little more mainstream, more mainstream than I would have liked. There are more features than I would have liked. Um, it's not as introspective as November was, mm. but it may not have been made to be introspective like November. Right. But I still liked it. I mean, after a few spins, I did like it. And listening to it in the car does help. Yeah, it's it makes or break it. Like, I don't know yeah. if people know, but they designed these songs to be played on better speakers than your headphones so mm-hmm. you gotta play it on other stuff mm-hmm. um, right so i did like it i just don't like it as much as november and i think that's one of the things that um homegrown fans kind of wrestle with right when they've heard mixtape after mixtape from their like favorite underground artists and then they finally put out their first project which has been their lifetime in the making and that becomes a holy grail and anything else after that just doesn't hit the same. Yeah. It's kind of hard when you're a diehard fan and they set mm-hmm. the bar so high. You're just like, oh, man, there's no way they can surpass this. And then you right. hold them you know, accountable to what they put out previously. Mm-hmm. But that's why they the artists. They, they'll learn a new way to attack it. They'll come back strong. Yeah, and it's not a bad album. I just think that 
the timing of November and where I was mentally and emotionally, mm-hmm. it just hit exactly where it was supposed to. Man. And maybe I'm just not where I need to be to really enjoy chasing summer just yet. Especially when summer just ended. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I'm ready for it to be over because it's too hot here. Man, like, what? was like 90s and above like i'm not chasing summer where is fall <laughs> like, like that's what i'm worried we about. had one day of fall so far but <sighs> i i agree with you because that i decided by big sean that is my favorite big sean project not because it's the most like deep and like timeless music it just mm-hmm. came out at a time where i was going through a lot of shit and it kind of yeah. helped me through it so Whenever I, yeah, whenever I have some problems and I need to hear something, I go back to that. I decided. Yeah. But since we're having some problems and we need to go through something, we need to help these people understand what's going on in social commentary, which brings us to my favorite part of the podcast, which is the. This mother. Let's get started with Rundown. Rundown. The Rundown is where Jasmine Blue and Shogun take news clips and bites, chew them up, spit them out. And tell y'all what it's all about. First and foremost, I got to let y'all know that he is back. It is time. I don't know if y'all know. You need to hide your kids, hide your wife. You ain't safe in these streets. Because Malachi Love Robinson has been released from prison or jail. Um, Do you know who Malachi Love Robinson is? I have no idea who you're talking about. My God. My God, Malachi Love Robinson is probably the greatest man that ever walks this earth. Okay. <laughs> what does this person do? Malachi Love Robinson is now a 22-year-old man, okay? Okay. In his short stint as a 22-year-old African-American male, he has done more than you have ever can think of in his life. Malachi Love Robinson was a doctor. Oh, yeah. I remember him. Okay, yes, 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 yes. And he didn't even have to go to medical school to become a doctor. Right. <laughs> Yo, oh. this nigga just got out of jail. I guess, it's, is it jail or prison when it's like more than, I don't know the difference. I've never been there. He just got out of being behind bars. And, um, <laughs> Dr. Love, you know, he set up his own fake um, doctor's office. He was prescribing pills to people. He was stealing money from old women, giving them vitamins, and they almost died. We spoke about this the last episode with me and and Cole, and now the motherfucker is out of prison. So I cannot wait to see what other shenanigans is going to land this young man back in prison. Oh, you think he's going back? Oh, my nigga, yes. (laughs) <laughs> this, you don't go to jail to be re- rehabilitated. You go to jail. You go to jail to learn more. You learn how to learn from the best crooks and where they messed up. No. Yes. No. no that's the best college ever. You don't get no kind of <laughs> tuition fees. No kind. Of <laughs> You're not in debt when you graduate from prison. If you don't stop it. <laughs> He was really like smiling in these pictures in his white coat. Like he was really the doctor, really yes. in there doing something. Right. He was walking around just a hospital in this random ass white you know coat. Why pe- people were just performing like a, like a, gyne- a gynecologist was performing. He's just in the room looking. 
<laughs> Nobody asked nothing. Oh the only reason they figured it out was because a security guard was like, hey, you look a little young to be a doctor. And then they finally figured this out. Security he- guard found him out. So, like, nobody checked his records with the board certifications. He just slipped on through. He didn't the do none of that shit. That nigga what? just walked in. He just had a jacket and walked in in rooms. Who was paying rent on this building <laughs> that he was operating out of? So, that was another part. He, he set up a whole operation after he got kicked out of the hospital. He was like, well, fuck it. If y'all don't want me to roam these halls, I'll do it myself. And I'm not sure where he was getting the money for this operation. His mom and sister, I think, were, were somewhere involved. But uh, I don't know. This is just an amazing man. I can't wait for his next capes and capers. Oh, my God. <sighs> but love. I just had to get that off my chest first and foremost. Um, I'm glad you're keeping up with him. Yes. We, oh, yeah. I need this content. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I need the content. All right. I didn't focus a lot on this Trump impeachment inquiry. Um, I'm just going to say from the from the limited information that I have, I think it's a little too early to start talking about it. It's not going to happen. Yeah, he's not going to get impeached. No. Um, this impeachment inquiry is just another waste of money and time. Kind of like the last one, the Russia thing. Um so far, the foreign aid that the Ukraine were supposedly asking for was not actual foreign aid. It was weapons. Apparently, we were selling them, we were selling them weapons. And then um, Trump kind of brought up this thing called CrowdStrike. I don't know if you remember who CrowdStrike is, but they were this company that was uh, the company that went through the Clinton's computers <laughs> that she had her emails and all that stuff on. They were the one that was supposed to do the forensics of those computers. And so Trump was maybe trying to figure out what's going on with the Hillary Clinton emails. But the way they're saying it in the news is that he was trying to dig up dirt on Joe Biden through his son's corporations and whatnot. So I don't know. It's all messy. I feel like it's a little too early for me to pass judgment on this. So I'm going to give it some time before I talk about it fully. Um, Biden's dirt is... As evident as the dirt under his nails, there's not really much digging that needs to be done as far as dirt goes. Um, this is a distraction from the Democratic Party. Oh, my God. You're not issue. supposed to agree with me. I, I mean, this is one part that I can agree with you on. Like, <laughs> it's such a waste of time. Oh, my God. I've been talking about this since 2016. It's not going to happen. We're good. They're going to think we're a right-leaning <laughs> podcast. Even if it does happen, I don't want Pence as president. And well, Trump was like, y'all need to look at his phone records, too. If they don't get on somewhere and do some actual But the work. funny thing is, he came out. Trump did have a, a press conference with the Ukraine president, right? Press conferences don't mean nothing. They kind of they kind of said what needed to be said in that press conference. But again, I think it's a little too early for me to pass judgment on it. So far, I don't think the news is reporting it straight i think they got their own agenda but i don't really think there's anything here just yet but uh, i ain't really dug as deep as i need to go captain google all right guys i did a little research before the show went live so what's going on is a lot of different factors there's a lot of moving parts but first and foremost let's just call a spade a spade a spade politicians always do favor for favors so 
If you think nobody in the government has ever said, hey, if I do this for you, then you owe me a favor and you got to do this for me. Then you are living under a fucking rock. You're a Patrick Starfish from Spongebob. So Trump promised them to get their aid. Their aid was in the form of buying weapons because that's what we do. We manufacture weapons. We are the gun store for the world. So <laughs> when Trump says, hey, I'll get you your aid and we'll make sure we do this. But I also heard about the situation with Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden got let go from the Navy Reserves because of cocaine use. That's right. Cocaine. It's been revealed that the son of U.S. Vice President Joe Biden was thrown out of the U.S. Navy Reserve earlier this year after he tested positive for cocaine. It's understood Hunter Biden failed the drug test in June 2013 and was then discharged eight months later in February 2014. In a statement, the 44-year-old said he deeply regretted his actions. Now he sits on the board of directors for a Ukraine gas company. He has no experience working with gas, and he's on the board of directors. He's getting paid $50,000 a month, no background in this type of field. That's a little suspicious. So during the Obama administration, Joe Biden helped ensure that the Ukrainian government would get a billion dollars in aid. And it seems like maybe the Ukrainian government helped Joe Biden out by giving his son a job. So there was a prosecutor that was researching and investigating the company that Hunter Biden works at, and he was fired. He was fired due to the request of Joe Biden. So it's starting to look like the corruption is on both sides. Donald Trump is using his leverage to hold this aid out for the Ukraines so they could research and give him information on if Joe Biden was actually using his position as vice president to get his son a job and set up this corporation where they funneled in a billion dollars into his corporation. So it's shady on all sides. Like I said, uh, there won't be an impeachment, not based on this. This is just politics. And unfortunately, somebody dragged this up and put it on TV. And now everybody's going to be talking about this for weeks and it's not going to lead any to anything. Both parties are corrupt. So I'm going to leave that to you. Yeah. I just felt like I had to say something about it before it got too far. Excuse me. Well, so, so let me see if I can share this story with you. You probably can't see it. Damn it, damn it, damn it. Uh, just try. You still don't see nothing? Mm, I see them. There it goes. Oh, wait. There it is. All okay. Right. This... <laughs> This story right here just brought so much joy to my life. Um, not really joy, but <laughs> how often do you order things from Amazon? And Nigga, every day, sometimes. Every day. day. So tell me the process when they deliver the package. What did they do? Well, since I've downloaded the app on my phone, they send me pictures of my front door when the package is there. Right. Um. I so, have not had an instance where they throw anything over the table. <laughs> <laughs> nothing like that, right? Nothing crazy. No, Do nothing. they ever knock on the door to let you know that FedEx or UPS is delivering a package? Sometimes. Amazon doesn't, but other carriers do. Really? Groceries, 
when I order my groceries through Amazon because apparently Amazon runs my life. We just like shutting down small businesses and mom and pops and small no, jobs. It's going to kill us. Yeah. I don't like leaving my house and I don't like dealing with people. So I love I the fact that you said convenience is going to kill us and you oh, love dealing with people. And can't you tell by the way I'm talking that I'm setting you up some kind of knockdown? Well, yes, of course. I'm sure. <laughs> so since you love dealing with people and you order so many things from FedEx and all these different companies, oh, I'm sorry, you said Amazon. Have you heard about the FedEx robberies? No. Let's get into it. No. <laughs> Security camera video shows a man dressed like a FedEx worker marching up the stairs, knocking until someone inside opens the door to let him in. Once allowed inside, he's quickly followed by a second thief. In the living room, they tie up the two homeowners and their daughter as they go about searching for money and jewelry, coordinating their efforts on walkie-talkies. <laughs> At one point, they try and force the homeowners he tied to open up a sale. Oh, so little... <laughs> go ahead. Partner stole $125,000 in cash and jewelry. <laughs> First of all, why did they open the door? They were expecting the package from FedEx. Really? How did the crooks know? I don't know. I mean, they probably they probably been scoping out the place. Yeah. To see what kind of um, what kind of activity goes in and out. Yeah. It's a good point. It's a good point. Let's finish yeah. the video. Coordinating their efforts on walkie-talkies. At one point, they try and force the homeowners to open a safe. Why were you so little bit annoyed with nothing like that? What Gary Baxter heard was the sound of that safe being dragged down the front steps of his neighbor's home. Just watched that, and I says, this is not correct. So I, that's why I ran back in. Why did they let the FedEx worker come inside? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to Gary. Little phone. I took the shot. He says this Jeep appears to be the getaway vehicle. They didn't even have a FedEx truck. They were delivering packages in oh the Jeep. My God. Now, what I will say is that Amazon does hire people to drop off stuff like Uber. Yes. Yes, they so, do. But usually they have a, uh, a branded Amazon truck. That's what I've been seeing. I haven't I seen anybody seen do it in there. You haven't seen them? They, they roll up in the Corolla, hop out, make sure my stuff is in here before 9 o'clock p.m., and they get back in the car. Oh, hell nah. This shit gonna keep growing then. Oh, yeah. It's Baxter going and to his continue wife to happen. run inside to check on their neighbors. She snaps a oh few my pictures God. as he Who removes took those the tape pictures? from their wrists. So Why did he have no shirt on? <laughs> so, for the listeners at home, you can't see the video, but the neighbor ran and got his phone and took pictures of the getaway car, which was a Jeep. Once the getaway car disappeared, they went inside to the next door neighbor's house, the people who were getting robbed, to see if everybody was okay. He was almost butt-ass naked when he went in there, and his wife was taking pictures of him and his neighbors tied up, gagged and bound. <laughs> they didn't take the tape off directly. They took pictures first. <laughs> I guess they were thinking that these pictures might come in handy in court or something, but and mouths. Stop. We always got to take pictures first. They made and absolutely no movement. I just try so to comfort ridiculous. them when I try to Did take the tape off. Quiet. Very quiet. <laughs> I go in as a relax, take it easy, nice. I comfort them a little bit. Go. I try to but take see, the tape the off. The thing about it is, I act like I'm not at home. <laughs> you act like you're not at home with somebody like, knocking on the door? It's okay, if I'm not expecting anybody and I don't actually need to be there and I know they're just going to leave it at the door. Yeah. I'm not going to put clothes on just to come and get this package. I'll get it later. Like, 
It's not that important. Bruh, I use my peephole. Yes. <laughs> That's true. I am not opening the door if I don't know you. Like, you you better call before you show up. Ain't no yeah. pop-ups over here. That's what I'm saying. If I'm not expecting you mm-hmm. and you don't look familiar, I'm not opening the door. And either. then I'm going to be like, I ain't ordered nothing, dog. Look at the box. The box ain't even taped all the way. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> all right, we got like two seconds left. Okay. I got tape on their mouths. Duct tape. Police say the robbers made off with 125000 in cash and jewelry in a well-organized strike. Absolutely guaranteed 100% coordinated. No two ways about it. They went in there, did with it, and they knew exactly where to go. <laughs> 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 what we're laughing about is the daughter of the couple <laughs> was hopping around because her <laughs> hands and feet were bound and tied. Oh, man. Oh, that's hilarious. The FedEx fake workers is striking out here. They $130,000 in cash. Why did these folks have that much money in their house? Because white folks and they're able to accrue wealth and we need reparations. <laughs> Thank you, Miss uh, Black Agenda. <laughs> that's all. That's the only agenda I have is the Black Agenda. I Let's heard that. You need to run for office somewhere. I don't have time for that. Damn. I, guess I don't. That's what they're going to be telling us, too, huh? That's no. That's just other people's ministry. I'm a teacher, and I'm a mama. Mm. Remember I, that, that I, you're a teacher, and you're a mother. Mm-hmm. What you bring to the table? What you got? What you got? Okay, so my stories aren't as entertaining as yours. <laughs> it's all right. Let's go. Um, but they're actually really interesting. So my first story is about the Amber Geiger trial. Oh, I was just watching some videos on that. Right. So she um, fuck, she fuckity fuck fuck fuck. So I've been having to protect my peace, and I've been reading stories about it. I have not tortured myself by watching the actual court proceedings. But um, something that I've noticed is that she's only emotional when the prosecutor is um, questioning her. Mm, other um, than that, she ain't crying. Mm-mm, at all. And every well, well, hold on, hold on. Let's that, catch up, people, for, for those who might not know what yeah. this is about. Amber Geiger is a former Dallas police officer who shot and killed Botham Jean, well, this time last year, actually. Yep. Uh, September 6, 2018, like we had protests and highway closures from these protests because of uh, what happened. And basically, she walked into the wrong apartment. Wait, 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 wait. Let's get to it. After a long and tiring 13-hour shift. Was it 13 or 15 hours? I can't remember. 13 hours. Yeah, 13-hour shift. Amber returns home. Tired from a hard day's work, she goes up her elevator and gets off on the wrong floor. She thought was her apartment. She opens the door. Actually, no, she said the door was ajar. She opens the door and there's a black man in her apartment. She's startled. She pulls the gun out. Bow, bow. Shoots him twice. Dead. And then she calls the police to report that she shot a man on accident. She thought this was her apartment. Somehow. She got confused. Okay. She knew. Let me not. No, no. There were many instances where she could have not entered (laughs) the wrong apartment. 
This bitch lying, dog. <laughs> let's, let's call a spade a spade. This bitch is lying. Fuck out of here, nigga. First of all, the door is closed. The door is closed completely. Okay? There is no way for this door to be ajar. And I think it was like 2 o'clock in the morning. So how did she get in? That's the fucking question. Some people say she was banging on the door, and then he opened the door, and then that's when she said, bye bow. You know what? Um, right after the incident, there was a neighbor who came out mm-hmm. and said, we heard her banging on the door. Mm-hmm. Like, she was coming out saying all, you know, these eyewitness accounts, mm-hmm. and they shut her up to the point where I'm pretty sure she got fired from her job. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they cock-blocked her so bad after going against the DPD. Well, the, the funny thing is, the way that those doors of the apartments are designed, they close mm-hmm. automatic. Right. So there's no way the door could have been ajar unless it was unlocked with the deadbolt and the deadbolt was just sitting there. And I don't think a dude, a brother sitting up in his dark living room in his drawers eating a bowl of ice cream is just going to have the door just <laughs> open like that at 2 o'clock in the morning. That's fucked we up. We don't keep our doors unlocked. Especially we in don't Dallas. Do Come on, man. shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it might be a little safer than Alabama, but uh, well, that's why we lock our doors, nigga. Shit. <laughs> but nah, this bitch lying, so dog. This so many, and the point that has stuck out today in today's um, court proceedings mm-hmm. was the fact that she failed to render aid. Yes, she failed to try to revive. Um, try to perform CPR, and had she tried to perform CPR, she would have had blood on her hands and her uniform and all these other things. And why are you texting your boo right after you pop this dude? Oh, I didn't hear that. She texts her boyfriend? So her married boyfriend who has come to the stand to try to protect and support her decision. I'm gonna let you finish, but this nigga is stupid as fuck. Who? Her married boyfriend is coming to court for a side bitch? Yeah. Get yeah. the fuck out of here. <laughs> he gotta you be white because black men don't cheat. A reputation for a side chick who has lost her job, who's lost everything. That nigga is a ride or die nigga. And I hope he knows that his wife is going to be riding in the sunset when his ass is coming home. Fuck out of here, my nigga. You got to cut your losses. I ain't never had a side piece ride for me like that. I'm just saying. See, you come on, nigga. You're you not <laughs> supposed to say you, I ain't never had a side piece. <laughs> well, I mean, I was going to get to that point, but I'm just saying, like. Damn. To this degree. I mean, I'm not showing up to court. <laughs> I might not even show up to the date. Like because you were the person she was contacting before, during, and after. Oh, that nigga got fucked. He had he had to do it, I guess. Yeah, he had to. Shit. He probably instructed her during the whole thing. But listen, that the whole thing now as 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 emotionally involved as they are getting the general public. We know how the justice system treats uh, officers and former officers. Well, I watched a little bit of it on YouTube today, and I Uh found something that's very interesting. What's that? She got a black judge. 
true, but white woman hardly gets sentenced to go to prison. And it's a black woman. Yeah, I know. I know it. You you still she you think she's still gonna get off? Damn. I you know I won't say that she'll get off, but it may not end up being justice served. I'll say that we may end it's up having open and shut off. case for me. Like they had uh, one you. of the neighbors. The one of the neighbors came in and he was you know testifying and he was talking about he came up the elevator. And he has gone to the wrong apartment a few times, but the night of the shooting, he came up and he heard some voices. He couldn't tell what they were saying. And then he heard the gunshots. And so he ran and dipped. And then once everything calmed down, he went back out and went back to his apartment. But his story and his testify, his testify, testify, testimony, testimony, thank you. His testimony was so appealing to me that I, I just, I don't. I don't know. Either they got to him and they said, hey, man, you want to make some money? Here you go. Lie, lie for us. But he ain't really making a good argument for her. You know, Was it supposed to be in her defense? Nah, I mean, he was kind of trying to call it straight down the middle. But you see how it was starting to wane on him and affect him because he was talking about he heard Bochum singing in the morning. And once he started reminiscing about the dude because he said they used to smoke weed, apparently. Like, he didn't really know him, but they were both smoking weed the night he got shot. And uh, that he started crying on the stand. Like, it's an emotional case, but mm-hmm. she can't, she cannot walk from this. We're gonna see, we're gonna stay on it. Uh, I think it was the defense, one of the lawyers was asking her about her training, and he was right. basically grilling her on why she, you know, she had time where she could call for backup, and right. backup would have showed up within two minutes. Because she was so close to the police station. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. But she didn't call for backup. She just went in. And then when she went in, she shot the dude. So it's like she's got a lot of laps in judgment. Right. So her in her defense, she said she was scared to death when she shot him. Mm. Um, the charges have been upgraded from manslaughter to murder in the first degree. And um, the prosecutors are insisting that Geiger was incredibly careless Yes. And her failure to render aid and failure to adhere to police protocols is what's making all of this sound hella shaky. So hmm. we're gonna keep, we're gonna keep following it. Damn, this just popped up on one of my news apps. Ex Dallas cop who killed an unarmed neighbor in her own apartment told jurors, "I hate myself." When she got that much guilt, she is going under the jail. Well, no, she's saying that she is not trying guilt. to get sympathy. She's trying to get sympathy because the next nah, quote bitch. after she said, I hate myself. She said, I wish it was him who shot and killed me instead of me. <laughs> he didn't have a gun. <laughs> exactly. He was not a threat. And he was not scared of you. He was eating ice cream, apparently. In his drawers, in his house. Fuck, that sounds like me right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, you are comfortable. You are not a threat to anybody. You are in for the night. That's fucked up. It is. That's very fucked up. So that's my first story. Well, speaking of fucked up shit. um, Oh, man, I hate myself. (laughs) Speaking of, oh, they deleted my story. You had another one? Yeah. Oh, I got tons of stories. Yeah. Oh, I do too. Damn it. Hold on, hold on. I got two links. The first link was dead. Shit. 
see, this is the stuff people don't hear. We and we end up cutting this out. <clears throat> Bronx man, a Bronx man walks into the precinct and confesses, yeah, and confesses to murdering his girlfriend. <laughs> Have what? you heard about this story? No. A Bronx, Bronx, yeah, Bronx. Why can I not say Bronx? A Bronx man walked into the police precinct Wednesday night and confessed to murdering his girlfriend, who was later found dead in his apartment. It should have been their apartment, according to law enforcement. Uh, Angel Esteban Felix Rodriguez, he's 24 years old, strolled into the 48th precinct uh, station about 6 p.m. Where is this? In New York? Yeah, that's Bronx. What'd you say? Yeah, for the Bronx. Yeah. Uh, officers says that he admitted to killing his girlfriend. She was uh, Ramirez Riviera, 21 years old, on Monday. Uh, Rodriguez surrendered his apartment keys to the cops who... Okay, anyway, I'm not going to read all this. Basically, what happened was... I read the other article. This one just tells that he turned himself in. This man strangled his girlfriend to death, to death because she stayed out overnight. Like how insecure can you be? Um, that insecure. He's a weak ass <laughs> nigga. Uh, well, he's Hispanic, but he strangled his girlfriend for staying out overnight. Like if she's cheating, my nigga, just leave. It's not worth going to jail or prison for the rest of your life for manslaughter. And on top of that, her staying out all night doesn't necessarily mean that she was out doing bald headed hoe shit. Like I mean, she's twenty one, twenty two. He's 24. She's probably what? cheating. I mean, okay, think about it like this, though. What if being that young, okay, she got drunk and she stayed over somebody's house to sober up? Sounds like a great excuse. You should have brought your ass home. I'm not saying that that justifies him killing her. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is that when you're young, you're going to do a lot of stupid shit. Like, have sex with people that's not your significant other. Or date an abusive asshole who might strangle you to, sh- to no, death. That's what I'm saying. Like there, I and I hate when hindsight is twenty twenty. But I am almost positive that if the dude gonna strangle you to death for staying out, he has shown some red flags. Red flags. Amen. <laughs> throughout throughout y'all's relationship of him being overbearing, right. overprotective, and abusive. This nigga is a asshole, and I hope they throw him under the jail. Somebody's going to strangle him while they're raping him. Like, he a pretty boy-looking Hispanic guy. It, it's going to be rough. I'm, I, I hate it for him, but fuck you, nigga. You shouldn't have killed your girl. But the way that they described him just haphazardly strolling into the precinct, like, there was, it didn't sound like there was any remorse I think it, in the other article, I, I don't have it anymore. It was on the New York Post. Mm-hmm. It it made it seem like he was guilt was eating him up from the inside. So he came in to turn himself in. He gave him the keys. He was crying. He was like, "I killed her. I'm I'm sorry for what I did." And then they went and found her lifeless body in the apartment. Mm. So there's like, just no regard for human life, and I. You said the best thing. Hindsight is twenty twenty. So, ladies, if you're dealing with somebody that's showing you some red flags, you need to listen to the warning signs. Get the fuck out of there. If this asshole is like, yo, you can't do that, you can't wear that, you can't do this and that, nah, that nigga is crazy. 
he don't love you. He He's who wants to control you, and that nigga ain't worth it. You got your whole young life to live. Twenty one years old, my nigga. Twenty one. If I was hurt based on the decisions I made at twenty one, like, like there's so much growth that I would not have even experienced. Right. If you don't know nothing about life. You don't know nothing about yourself. You don't know nothing about anything. Relationship. Nah, y'all out here too young. Y'all too young to be out here trying to be booed up with people. And I'm saying that from somebody who's been booed up since I was sixteen. Like, but you got experience, so you kind of know. I'm sure you done had a situation with a dude that was like, "Whoa, all right, bro, <laughs> chill out." Um, thank God, no niggas ever had the audacity to put his hands on me. Twenty six apples. Um, you know about that? No. So basically, if you get, you know, apple contains little small traces of arsenic, right? Okay. So it takes about 26 apples if you scoop out all the seeds. You can ground those up to make a, a lethal dose, you know, powder. You can put that in a drink or apple pie, feed that to somebody, and then he dies. But I'm just saying, 26 apples is all you really need to kill a nigga. Don't kill nobody and implement me from the Governor Name Podcast. Be abusing the pins. Exactly <laughs> right. Exactly what's about to happen. Show her Tommy. Just what to do. I need to put these apples. You said grind that shit up. Put it in the drain. <laughs> right, right. I'm not no. telling y'all what to do. I'm just saying if you piss your girl off and she go buy some apples, don't eat the apple pie. <laughs> People just, okay, there's so many layers to this, but the last, this is the last thing I want to say. <laughs> um, we have, there's so many people out here who are so detached from reality uh, reality yeah. and actually processing through what they feel and they just act on these impulses and they have long lasting effects right like you cannot take that back there were so many instances when you choked this bitch that you could have stopped choking her like you could have stopped and it, it don't take long to kill somebody. I think it's like 10 seconds of no air going to your brain and you cause brain damage. Or is it 10 minutes? That's 10, I mean, no, it's seconds. Yeah, it I think it's seconds. Yeah. Like, no, I'm, I'm sorry. Choking yeah, is not to be played with. Like, it's cool when you're having sex with somebody, just choke them right. a little bit. But, like, don't be putting a full choke on, my nigga. Like, That's if she true. kicking, that, you're doing too much. And I'm just thinking about the age difference and the possible size difference and the maturity you know these little small hispanic women she couldn't have fought that dude off you're 24 she's 21 and you've wrapped your big manly hands around her neck mm. and you have taken her life away mm. yeah i hope when they throw the y'all could have y'all could have argued about it gone to sleep and gotten better about it or broken up or whatever and you'd still have your life and she'd still have hers yeah. But you cut her life short on some bullshit, and that's not ever respectable. Unfortunately, niggas got to make some terrible decisions to help other people, you know, learn that there's consequences for their actions. Niggas always going to make terrible decisions. You're right. Damn. What else you got? Okay, so my next story um, is about a terrible, terrible scam. So kind of akin <laughs> to um, Dr. Love. But yes. not as entertaining. Okay, um, U.S. Justice Department 
charges 35 people in fraudulent genetic testing scheme. (laughs) So this wasn't what I thought it was going to be about before I read the article. However, it's still just as important. So Mm. basically this company called double helix was preying on senior citizens. Oh man. Um, uh, soliciting a genetic test that would test for different types of cancer. Now, this is where the white collar crime ingenuity comes in. Because when I was reading this, I was thinking about my own grandmother, God mm-hmm. bless the dead. She would sit up and watch TV and order stuff online all the time. Right. On a fixed income. You know what I'm saying? And the way that they got to these senior citizens was that they didn't have to pay any money to get this genetic screen. All they had to do was provide their name, driver's license, and their Medicaid number. So this is a Medicaid fraud. Okay? So not only was the company a sham and not giving proper cancer screenings or anything like that. Oh, you had to give a a mouth swab too. Not only was everything fraudulent on the top, because they were processing this through Medicaid, if the senior citizens ended up with a diagnosis and wanted to maybe get a second opinion or was um, ordered a different type of genetic test, Medicaid would stop that payment and stop that request because they have on record saying you've already done a genetic test. We're not paying for another one. Jesus. So they just wasting their Medicaid? Wasting it. And there were doctors implicated in this. I think the 10 people who were um, initially investigated among the 10, I'm sorry, among those charged were 10 medical professionals including nine doctors. See, I think we should bring the guillotine back. Like, I don't know. I I feel like people need to see folks just die cruel and uh, unusual punishment. You know, I think we're already desensitized. I don't know. When you see a nigga head just get and chopped off and you see that bitch roll down some stairs. I mean, yeah. I like, mean, I get it. I get it, but it's just you you fucking with people's livelihoods at this point. Like right. these people are trying to live as long as they can, be there with their families, not be a financial burden to their families, trying to do preventative care. And y'all scamming them with cancer screening? Boy, boy, boy. It said according to the Department of Justice, the schemes cost the Medicare program more than two billion dollars in unnecessary charges. Two billion dollars? Where is the oversight? How- there is one, and so when people cre- when people commit these white collar crimes, they're poking holes in all of these systems that are supposed to be running smoothly, have the oversight, have the type of auditing systems. Since this is taxpayer money that is supporting the program, Mm-mm-mm. it's terrible. It says it's one of the largest healthcare fraud schemes in U.S. history. 
because it involved many players. There were telemarketers, there were medical professionals. Um, who else? Is this everybody that you trust? Uh, testing labs. How do you get the labs in on this? Come on, man. Come on. Something's it's, wrong. You you shouldn't be able to get the labs to process these things. The schemes allegedly involve laboratories paying illegal kickbacks and bribes to medical professionals right. who were working with fraudulent telemarketers in exchange for the referral of Medicare beneficiaries. Yeah, something's not right. I mean, this whole system got to be changed. They got to overhaul something like this. This shouldn't have been a. How long has this been going on for years? Um, this was. I'm sure it doesn't say, but I'm just wondering. I'm sure for something like this, you have to have a whole network of people. Mm-hmm. You got a team of people, so this is a large operation. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. This is depressing. And the <laughs> how they were getting to the the um, senior citizens referrals. Was, what they said was. Telemarketing companies trolled elderly Medicare beneficiaries online or called them on the phone. Right. Even sent people to approach beneficiaries face to face at health fairs, senior centers, low income housing areas, or religious institutions like Damn, the church. The church. No, we're coming in here to offer this free cancer screening genetic test for the 501c3s. They need to reject them. Listen, man. Take all that money. Mm. Something ain't right. Well, speaking of shit that's not right, I got one more clip. Okay. Have you seen the Back to School Essentials video? Wow. Talk about catching you off guard. Since you are a mother and a teacher. Yes. That was your words. Yes. How do you feel about this? My mom got me the perfect bag for back to school. These colorful binders help me stay organized. What'd you say? I think it misses the mark. It misses the mark. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Why? Why did my mind take that as X marks the spark and then marks? I mean, like, there was a little pun. Yeah. A poorly timed pun. I, I <laughs> yeah, that's that. what I was like. Mm-hmm. My bad. <laughs> my bad. These headphones are just what I need for studying. These new sneakers are just what I need for the new year. This jacket is a real must-have. My parents got me the skateboard I wanted. It's pretty cool. These scissors really come in handy in art class. These colored pencils, too. These new socks, they can be a real lifesaver. I finally got my own phone to stay in touch with my mom. What the fuck did this commercial teach us about learning the signs of school shootings? It wasn't about learning the signs, but it is such a fucked up reality when we know these kind of things happen and nothing is being done to stop it. So people feel the need to go to these links to make a back-to-school commercial 
that ends up actually being about a school shooting and preparing for an active shooter. Now, Sandy Hook was one of these schools that had a school Mm -hmm. shooting. This Mm -hmm. organization is the Sandy Hook Promise. I'm Mm -hmm. not sure if it's from people from Sandy Hook or whatnot, but I do not like this commercial. Not that it points out a sad reality, but that it, it traumatizes every kid into thinking that this school shooting shit is just something that's just going to happen to you no matter what. Now, I know school shootings has become a normal thing, but honestly, it's not as large as this commercial makes it seem. This commercial is saying that you finally got your back to school supplies. Now you're ready for the war zone that you're about to go into. Like, I, I just feel like this is not the way to convey a message. It's kind of the same who, way. Go ahead. Who else is going to address it? If we can't rely on our government to address it. All they do is send out thoughts and prayers. Well, what do you want them to do? As a school teacher. I mean, there's a lot what, of things I would like for them to do. What What can they do to stop school shootings? Well, for one, um, background checks and licensures for purchasing firearms okay most of the school shootings are students who cannot buy guns right okay now i i see what you're saying um so i'll say this every school that i've ever attended and uh yeah every school that i've ever attended had metal detectors Mm mm-hmm In elementary school, I had a friend whose older sister brought a gun to campus, Mm. and we were on lockdown. I was in the third grade. She didn't shoot up anything, but she did bring a a gun to school. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't find out about it. I mean, I I guess she had pulled it out. I was so young. like It was so much going on. She did bring a gun. That's all I know. Yeah. Well, Um, I hear stories from like of the olden days, like, you know, the sixties and seventies that kids used to have hunting rifles in their trucks and cars and nobody mm-hmm. shot up the schools. Like right. what's going on with our kids today that they cannot deal with problems that they feel like the only thing that they can do is shoot somebody. Well, well shooting gets, it gets you a quick result. And what I was uh, getting at, I'm sorry, my brother walked in. I kind of lost my train of thought. Um, all the schools that I've ever attended as a student had metal detectors. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have gone to predominantly black schools. And those aren't the schools being shut up. Oh, so you think the, school, the students are doing something right or the teachers? It's not that. Um, it is the stigmatization of the neighborhoods and the stigmatization of what... Um, metal detectors signify mm-hmm. when you begin to act holier than thou in those neighborhoods because you feel like oh that's you know that's a sign of the poor people you know we don't need those kind of things then mm-hmm. stuff like this happens I got you um, another thing and I say this a lot um, we are overworked as a society a Man, and because we are overworked, we are not making 
family time a priority. Yep. yep. A lot of these kids are latchkey kids. They're raising themselves. Right. Um, they don't have a trusted adult that they can speak to. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of things that I had to be talked off the ledge from as a kid with a parent who was just nosy enough to try to understand what the hell was going on with me. Hmm. Uh, you know, stealing my diaries and stuff like that. Um, so because we're overworked, our, as parents, we're far removed from the homes. The kids, we, uh, the, the kids are being raised by YouTube, mm-hmm. which is um, uncensored in pretty much every regard. The internet is uncensored in pretty much every regard. So they have full access to everything with no monitoring and no, no And nobody explaining to them what they're watching. Right. What they're taking what's in. What's real and what's not. Um, so the kids have no one to talk to. They don't trust the counselors because the counselors don't really do shit but fuck up your schedule and put you in classes you really don't want to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, the teachers don't care because they're just trying to um, you know, keep a job test and get you and keep a job. You know, no one really talks to their friends about anything. Nobody's in actual counseling or therapy. And so no one is like taking these little things seriously as these kids are going through, you know, puberty and going through, um, the regular things that teenagers go through. Right. And so when you have all this angst built up and you don't have a positive outlet and you don't have anyone to talk through to let you know life gets easier, you're going through a phase, like, you know, let's put you in some karate classes so you can defend your scary ass. Like, you know, there's not enough, there's not enough interference from positive and productive adults so these kids are left to their own devices you know the adults don't want to be bothered with the kids right. they, they want to do their own thing i think you said something that's very important we are very we're as a society we are overworked i and noticed that a lot as a teacher because you know my parents made sure i did my homework and they tried to help me with my homework I can't count on parents to do that with my students. Well, not only that, if you try to teach me how to do that common core math, I'm going to sit there and be like, bro, I don't know how to do this shit. Right. Right. Y'all changing math. Y'all, you can't change math. It's not, math is not changing. It's changing. It's the approach is changing. The process of how you get to the result. Well, it's because the kids don't have any kind of foundational skills like we do. But that's besides the point. What do you mean? Oh, hold on. Let's go to this. What? What do you mean foundational skills? So we learned how to multiply the long way. We learned how to divide the long way. We learned our multiplication tables by memorization, right. by timed drills. So there are a lot of foundational arithmetic skills that we have as an older generation that the kids, because they have not been taught to think, and how to process the information that they are being given. They are taught how to solve problems and how to take a test. Mm-hmm. They don't have any actual critical thinking skills to rely on. Yeah. Not to say they don't have any intelligence, but they don't have they don't have their own inferencing skills to be able to solve these things and make sense of what they're looking at. 
making it make sense outside of, okay, this is just a worksheet. They're overly stimulated by things that don't have anything to do with academics. Right. You know, and it's just, it's, it ends up being a hodgepodge of shit that you cannot, it, it, shit that you can't take back because it snowballs into something that becomes uncontrollable. And now everything, all the red flags become apparent once a little Tommy shoots up the fucking school. Hmm. Why you have a gun? Why is it so easy for Tommy to get a gun? Why is nobody checking to make sure he got actual books in his backpack before you send him off to school? Yeah. Why is nobody asking uh, little Tommy, you know, what made you laugh today? You know, what friends, you know, helped you out today? Like, nobody's really asking these things, you know. Did you get a good lunch? Like, are you nourishing your brain so you can accept the things that are being taught in school? Like, mm. there's so many kids that are falling through the cracks because people are just pushing papers around to cover their asses and not actually investing in these kids the way they need to be invested in because Amen. investing in the kids is not what's going to up your paycheck. It's about the growth that you get on these test scores mm. that up your paycheck. So nobody cares about these fucking kids. And they're basically out here crying for attention to get somebody to fucking listen to them. And when they snap, now you want to act remorseful. Like, oh, yeah, I could have taken five minutes out of my fucking day right. to ask this kid how they're doing. Right. Check in on them because I'm noticing that they're withdrawing from the class. I'm noticing the weird little things that they're writing or the sayings that, that you know, that I'm coming up on. Like, we notice these things, but nobody says anything. And kudos to the people who actually do take action when they find things like uh designs for bombs and like stupid shit like that like there was a grandma in a story that i read not too long ago who was going through her grandson's room which good for you grandma you need to know what's going on with your kids especially in your well, own house you know what i'm saying and found some designs for a bomb or whatever and turned his little crack ass and i'm glad she did that <laughs> because she prevented a tragedy from happening. Right. It's just so much that these kids are absorbing that they think is okay or they think they'll be they'll be infamous or somebody will remember their name because they've done something, even if it means you kill people, they do it. Like it's not enough people listening to these kids and it's not enough people initiating real conversations with these kids. I what you want for dinner is not enough. Right. I'm sorry. I think what you're saying is what everybody says about everything, especially if you look at your job. Like the one thing I love about my job is that I get to see various walks of life. Mm -hmm. And when I talk to people, we all have the same common issue. The mm -hmm. top down doesn't understand what's going on. Like the, the people running the companies right. or running the business don't know what's going on on the ground level. Mm -hmm. So it's the same way in society. Like our president doesn't understand what the day-to-day -day person is dealing with. Our right. principals can see something, but the superintendent doesn't see what the principal sees. And mm -hmm. the teacher sees so much more that the principal doesn't see. And mm -hmm. it just seems like it's just a, a vicious cycle of nobody giving a fuck. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, we're setting these kids up for failure. Right. We're not teaching them the skills that they need. We're not preparing them for real, actual life. Like, they don't know civics. How can you expect these people to live in a world where they don't even know the basics of balancing a checkbook? Mm -mm. So it's, it's, 
we're going to die. We're going to be old and decrepit in a bed. And these dumbass kids who don't understand how to process their feelings or count are going to be the ones sitting there trying to take care of us. You know what's going to happen? We're just going to die in the hospital bed. Well, I hope that I'm blessed to grow old because the way that it's looking now, I don't know that that's guaranteed for us with Social Security crumbling. Oh, yeah. We ain't we're climate, not getting no Social Security. Yeah, with the climate doing what the climate's doing when... Ah, come on. Don't let this Greta Thornburg shit get to you. I'm not even listening to her. Okay. I've already known from the jump that we have screwed ourselves. It's the bigwits who don't want to get those kickbacks taken away from them who are, you know, running the conversation saying that, oh, it's not... It's not because of man-made emissions. No, nigga, it is. Man, they've been saying this shit since, like, the 80s, the 70s. Since we was in school. It was hairspray at the time. Now it's cars. Like, my nigga, explain this to me. People are not buying cars as much as they used to. Like, cars are dying. Like, there is less cars on the road today than there have ever been. They're using automobiles as a scapegoat. That's not where the pollution is really stemming from. Well, where it's is from the pollution these refineries. It's from these companies. They're closing coal factories. It's not, Okay, listen to what I'm saying. I, I hear you. It's not from the companies that we have in this country. Right. It's what the cheap labor that we're paying for overseas right. to try to compete in this global market exactly. that is destroying our ozone layer. So if China doesn't have an EPA and it gets to pollute the world as much as it wants, then why the fuck is Greta Thornburg screaming at Trump saying that you've destroyed my future? Bitch, take your ass back across the sea. I mean, this president didn't do that shit. And I'm not taking well, up for I mean, Trump, no. but I'm just saying your energy is directed at the wrong person. He's an easy person to target, though. Yeah, because everybody hates the dude. But sit yeah. the fuck down and look at the real problem. You have an iPhone. Bitch, a slave put that shit together. Not you. I'm talking to Greta Thornburg. Okay. I don't like that they're abusing children to make me feel like I need to give a fuck about this planet when nobody gives a fuck about this planet. I mean... Yeah, I feel you on that. <laughs> Your face says something completely different. <laughs> well, what I'm saying is like, <laughs> you know, of course she's not going to have the whole entire picture because she's like, what? She's like 13 or something. 16, I believe. Okay. You Everybody... know she came over here on a, a solar powered boat. This is all wrong. Okay, that's cool. I'm glad your parents are hippies and shit like that. But I shouldn't be up here. Um, Would you put your 16-year-old child in a solar power boat and send him to America? I'm not white. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... This bitch ain't got the same life we do. How she gonna sit here and tell us that her life and her future has been destroyed when she's on a fucking solar powered boat? Get the fuck out of here with this bullshit. What country is she coming from, though? Uh, Man, one of them... them, uh, Norway, I think? I don't know. Okay. I think it's Norway. Well, you know, Viking those, ass bitch, get the fuck out of here. I mean, you know, they they known for their ship wearing <laughs> exactly. So, you know, but what I was gonna say was that the northernmost countries are really feeling the effects of global warming more than we are. 
and yes. they're able to see it at a, at a faster rate than we may be able to see it. I, I feel you there, and pollution is a real thing, but I'm not Ooh. sure if this climate change shit is what they saying it, because something don't seem right about this. What does it seem? Tell me. Because I did not expect you to be on that side of the conspiracy theory, so explain. It doesn't seem right. Like, you you putting everything on humans' consumption versus the fucking sun and moon, which has way more. Are you you neglecting actual science? Yes. And how the sun works? Yes, I'm neglecting actual science. Okay, now I understand your stance. Because... It's not the sun that's destroying the atmosphere. Of course it's not the sun that's destroying the atmosphere. It would be solar flares and the earth going through a different cycle. If you don't shut the fuck up. (laughs) Well, educate me on this real quick and then we'll move on. Okay. Distill it down real quick. I'm going to try really hard. All right. Um, The ozone is our sunscreen. Right. Okay. Yes. So yes, we're gonna feel the heat, but we're not gonna get the damage from the sun if we have the sunscreen on. Right. And then they're saying carbon emissions in your body, or the things you are doing to your body is uh, negating the effects of the sunscreen, like going in the water without a waterproof sunscreen. Right. Then now you are exposed, and you are getting the full harmful rays of the sun. Correct. And they're saying that what's weakening the ozone layer, correct me if I'm wrong, is carbon emissions. Correct? That is one of the uh, buzzwords. Okay. Um, That is the reason why that is a buzzword is because that is something that we can more quickly control. That is not the biggest factor to the ozone depletion. What's the biggest factor? Um... Like I was telling you, it's, it's the refineries. It's not just uh, our cars and other shit like that. It's the dirty way that we process everything. It's using fossil fuels. Like it's it's all of that other thing outside of using air fresheners and fucking non-efficient cars. Hmm. Like it's the big scale, the large scale manufacturing that is destroying the ozone layer. Yeah. And those are harder to take down than for you to decide to get a fuel efficient car or something like that. So the reason why we hear more about carbon emissions and stuff like that is because those are little steps that we can take to try to slow it down. It's not going to completely stop the depletion, but it can slow it down. I guess. But don't sit here and tell me that we got 12 years left when it's like, my nigga, you're going to do a one percent decrease. 2012. We're going to have, that's next year. We're going to have a 1% decrease in what, I, I mean, I don't know. I feel like this shit's just trying to curl human activity and just change what we can do and get motherfuckers to stop eating meat and stop the cows from farting so we can, I don't know. It, it, I don't like the fact that they want to control society. And I know that's a huge, that's a whole nother conspiracy theory conversation. Yeah, we can get into yeah, that later. what to do. Yeah, I'm a free ass American. Let me live but my there life. Are some things that I believe that if the experts say, "Listen, if you stop doing X, Y, Z, we may slow down the ozone depletion." But it's not us. Who am I to argue with that? It's not us. But you can do your part. I do. How? By driving a V8. <laughs> oh 
All right, real quick, real quick before we before we end this episode. I have one more story. All right, come on, come on with it. Come on with it. Um, the Chicago teachers are going on strike. They're getting ready to go on strike. For I what? had to bring this up as a teacher. What's happening with the Chicago teachers? So actually, this is the third time that the Chicago Teachers Union has authorized a strike this decade. Damn. Right. So some of the chief complaints from Chicago school districts is staffing, class sizes, compensation is like the third most important. After that, they talk about lower staff to student ratios for nurses, social workers, and special education case managers, which means a lot to me personally personally, because I am a special education case manager and it does matter you know, being able to service these kids, right? You know, you know, uh, and abide by the law and give them the time that they are required by the law. So, and they also want to hire more librarians, which I don't have a problem with because I work in a school that does not have a librarian, and it really fucked me up inside. Y'all read books? Uh, I mean, there are books there. I've seen one student read a book. <laughs> in a school that's so fucking yeah. backwards what is isn't going on yes. isn't it bad <laughs> it's what terrible. the fuck is going on man a whole I mean, ass school were you able to leisurely read in school say that again how often were you able to leisurely read in school uh pretty often because at the beginning of my like high school mm-hmm. i was one of those nerds that went to the library in the morning and mm-hmm. we could read books or play D D or whatever. I like we had a whole little morning period where we just chill. Yeah. So these kids are so overly tested that there is no downtime. There is no free time. They can't go to the library to get books that they don't have to read, but you know, and choose books that they actually enjoy reading. Then why do you have a library? Well, we had a library historically. But we don't have a librarian, so you can't just do away with the library. What are you going to do with all the books? And I mean, they got Google. The huh? They got Google, so that's why I'm like, what's the point of having a library? They're not using Google for reading. Hmm. They're not They're not reading enough. But that's besides the point. So um, one of the propositions by the uh, school district is to offer a 16% raise over five years for the teachers. And they're like, the union's like, "Uh uh-uh, that's not enough because that's not even our main concern. A 16% raise over five years is not enough? Over five years. No, because one, they need more people in the schools. Right. And conversation is their third biggest uh, grievance. Okay, so you're going to give me a raise and then you're going to hire more people who is the raise going to go towards? Can we focus more on hiring quality people to actually help us teach these kids? Well, that's, more know, money would bring in a, a higher quality worker. It's possible. It's possible. So that, I'm, I'm just going to use, I think both of my parents were teachers. And mm-hmm. I want to say around their time in their era, they was bringing home maybe like 30, 40,000 a year. Mm-hmm. And so if you do 16%, that's like, what, 5000 Okay. That's an extra 5000 in five years. So 40, 45. 45 okay. is, is not bad. That's, that's a decent living, especially if you have a significant other. Mm-hmm. Like, it can be. 
but we're not taking into account the cost of living in Chicago. Very true. We're not taking into account how violence may affect how schooling is actually done in Chicago. Mm. Um, we're not taking into account that these class sizes are humongous and there's no way that these kids can actually be taught in these classrooms. Like I'm dealing with that same issue in my school. Mm. Half the time I'm in the classroom, it's, I'm doing more classroom management than I'm actually able to teach math. Yeah. Like that's what I'm hired to teach math. I'm hired to, you know, be a co-teacher in this class and help this teacher of record differentiate their lessons enough to reach kids on different levels of understanding. Not tell your rowdy ass kids to shut up and sit down. Like, (laughs) I mean, it's what, just a lot of factors. What can teachers or what should we do as parents moving forward? Should we just pull all our, our kids out of public schools and go to private schools? No. But if we had more support from home while teachers are out going on strike to get support from the actual um, school district and the administration, like that could help. I mean... There's not anything that parents can do about the class sizes. Right. The only thing that can be changed by that, that can change that is the school district and the administration. Hmm. Um, parents can't do anything about staffing unless you try to come and work up at the school. Yeah. And parents can't do anything about compensation. Like, we have to make education so much more of a priority and understand that education is not just a field to get a job in. Like literally everyone has to go through this system. So it would behoove you to ensure that you are doing your part as a proactive citizen to make sure that this system works. Right. When when you are sending your badass kids up to the school, you need to be making sure that these teachers are being taken care of also. Because they babysitting your badass kids. Yeah. They babysitting. They're teaching them things that you can't teach them. Okay. They're getting them prepared for the next level in life in a way that you may not be able to do it. Like when when these local elections come out. Y'all need to be voting for people that are actually going to support education in a good way. Not just talk about, oh, you know, we're going to build this new shiny thing. No, we need more people in these schools to help these kids. It's not the faci- it's not the facility. It's the inside. It's the people. It's, right. What am I trying to say? It's it's the heart. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody yeah. can have. Uh, you know how people have very toned bodies and they look like they go to the gym all the time, but then if they start running, they can't run but like five seconds because their lungs or their heart's not, not able to keep healthy. up. Yeah, they're not actually healthy. Mm-hmm. And that's what's going on. The system is it's, it's, it's failed. We need to rehaul, overhaul this whole system. Mm-hmm. Teaching is not about teaching. It's about test-taking. Mm-hmm. If you can go back to teaching people, then maybe we'll have a brighter future. These kids will be able to process thought. They'll be able to process emotions and not be willing to shoot each other just because somebody cyber bullied them. Right. Like this shit is just it's ridiculous that it has to come to this. We literally have built a system that has to fail in order for it to be fixed. 
Right. And what are you going to do in the interim while it's failing? Like, how are you going to help the kids in the interim? They don't care about those kids. No, they don't. Those Your child is in school right now to just pass a class. No child left behind. Mm-hmm. And, that was, and that's why they're so stupid. Like, you look at a kid. I don't know if you've seen it, but I got a lot of... I got a lot of friends who have kids now and they're they're mm-hmm. in high school and one of my friends posted a video of her asking her two kids, oh, what was the question? If oh, let me see if I can find it real quick and then then we'll go to quick kids. Okay. Man had 13 puppies. Oh, really? All died. How many puppies did he have left? What happened? He had 13 puppies. All but 8 died. How many does he have left? 5. How you came up with that? Hmm? How you came up with that? Her son is struggling to answer this question. So she asked, a man has 13 puppies. All but eight died. How many puppies does he have left? Mm-hmm. And her son says five. Mm-hmm. So the question is, a man has 13 puppies. All but eight died. How many do you have left? How does he come up with five? It's the way that the question is worded. Well, yes, but if you're thinking critically and if you're listening, you can understand that all but eight died. That's a trick question. Uh, I guess. I feel That's like our, our brain teaser question. It is, but our kids should be able to catch that. They're they're sharper minds than us, right? right. No. Uh, okay, they're able to absorb technology faster than we are. But when it comes to logic <laughs> and logic problems like that, no. It's the way that that question was worded. I know students who, I know whole class periods who would get that question. Uh-oh. Because they miss the word all. Right. Right. Well, that's what I think we should focus on is logic. If mm-hmm. we could go back to common sense and logic, maybe the world would be a better place. Logic doesn't pay. <laughs> Logic doesn't pay? No. I think you're right because 6 9 is declining. <laughs> 6 9, Takashi 6 9 is declining um, the federal witness protection services. He he don't want to live? I mean, uh, I mean it's Takashi 6 9. I mean, 6ix9ine. he's out here like just openly snitching on people and he's trying to preserve some kind of gangster by saying, I don't need no witness protection. That nigga coming back. He said he about to come out with a new album and everything. They're going to pop him his ass on the block. Do you really think so? Nigga. Yeah, me too. I'm surprised they ain't got him already. But right. since we're warming up for Takashi 6ix9ine, it is time for Quick Hits. Okay, I'm ready. Go ahead with your first one. Okay. Lee Daniels is remaking The Spook Who Sat By The Door. That'd be kind of dope. <laughs> no, it would not. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is this? What? Lee Daniels? Shut the fuck up, man. What? <laughs> dream girl's ass. Nigga. Exactly. Wow. All right. Laura Dorham, Jeff Goldblum, and Sam Neill are all set to return to the Jurassic world. I don't know if you know. That's the main stars from the original Jurassic no, Park movie. How many more Jurassic Park movies? I don't know. How many more do we need until no. they can push? They, they're just pushing global warming right now. <laughs> Fuck it. 
Okay, you ready? I'm ready. Samuel Jackson's voice will be an option for Alexa. I cannot wait. <laughs> I'm going to use that motherfucker. <laughs> Alexa, make me a sandwich. No, motherfucker. Military. Alexa, what time is it? None of your motherfucking business. <laughs> <laughs> they have to have motherfucker on there. No, you, you at least got to say, Alexa. you know, Alexa's going to let me say this motherfucking shit. <laughs> They'll allow you to cuss using Sam Jackson's voice. Nice. Yeah. Military suicide has reached a record high among active duty members in the Army, Navy, and Marines all saw rates of suicide going up. The only branch that didn't have suicide rates increase was the Chair Force. Gosh. It's fucked up, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. Just make like, sure. they're out on duty killing themselves. That's not okay. Yeah, something's wrong here. Okay, Florida man parks smart car in kitchen so it won't blow away. <laughs> how do you get it inside? Well, you know, smart cars are really small. Yeah, but how do you get it inside? <laughs> like, my nigga. He has a double wide door. Yeah, or something. But he wanted to protect it from the hurricane. I'm not moving. Uh, I mean, hey, maybe it worked. We need, to, we need to check in on this guy. Right. See how he's doing. New OJ Simpson documentary has over 70 hours of footage that can prove OJ Simpson was at the scene of the crime with somebody else. Pedro's documentary is titled Who Killed Nicole? was screened online for free October the 3rd on this website called WhoKilledNicole.com. Will you be tuning in? Hell yes. No. Hey, what? Twitter world. <laughs> Like, I, I think someone told him there's no such thing as double jeopardy and he's just running with this shit. Why not? <laughs> oh my God. I, I mean, it's not OJ's documentary. This is some other dude in Florida. People in Florida just need to stop everything. But what if it does prove that OJ was there? <laughs> he was there! <laughs> exactly! We all know this. What are you talking about? Oh my God. Alright, go ahead. Woman sparks apartment fire by burning love letters. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why did she need the excel moment? And oh, I got you. Damn, she was trying to excel because all the smoke, nigga. dying in Stupid ass. Speaking of stupid people, <laughs> extortion charges dropped against Kevin Hart's best friend over sex tape scandal. Prosecutors, oh. prosecutors did not have enough evidence to convict. The videos weren't. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. It's a fucking video. <laughs> it's like, well, we didn't get a video of him actually setting this up and agreeing to record oh Kevin Hart and this God. lady. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Kevin Hart in the video. <laughs> Oh my god. I love it. Okay. A hundred cylinders of bull semen go up <laughs> at a cattle breeding farm. Yo, they talked about this last week. It's like, how did semen catch on fire? <laughs> and when they ran to put the fire out, the semen exploded. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what kind of explosive semen bull time. <laughs> it oh was ecstasy. Mm. Terrible. Uh, it came and went. <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> we can well somebody should have swung in to save us oh wait spider-man is back in the marvel cinematic universe and that Yay! was lame <laughs> oh. i'm very happy about that yeah i mean but he could have went like 
the last movie was a good movie. The last movie was good, but it's like we got other superheroes. I guess they were they weren't gonna let that much money walk away. No, of course not. The money was too good. It's too green. We can't. Uh, uh-uh, uh, come on. Okay, cockfishing is the disturbing new dating trend. Whoa, 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 whoa. I gotta stop the music on this one. <laughs> <laughs> let me make sure I heard you. Did you say cockfishing? C O C K cockfishing is the new disturbing dating trend that you need to know about. Apparently, dudes out here photoshopping dick pics and people are catching them on it because when they meet them up in real life that ain't really what they packing i still fuck bitch <laughs> <laughs> wait cat fishing on a different level y'all just not catching on to this <laughs> oh my god my life is even a thing no wow. y'all out here enlarging pictures photoshopping oh really you don't like it when people lie about how they look, you know, using wigs, makeup, contouring, filters, and all that type of shit. Waist trainers, you know. Okay. Okay. As a former wig wearer, and the only reason why I stopped wearing wigs is because my locks got too long and I, I just can't fit them over my wig anymore. That is a temporary style. I'm not, it's a, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to try to perpetrate like this in my hair. Like, it's a wig. Like you watch me put it on, right? And shake it out, all right. of that. Yep. And you saw me download this other pic from yeah, a free porn so website, and I sent it to you. Talking, talking, you know, the vibe is getting right, and you send me a Photoshop picture. I mean, why you fuck me just because my looks? That was you ain't happy with a six, my nigga. <laughs> I said I'm okay with a six. Uh, exactly six inches. <laughs> That's no, average. No, a six out of ten. Uh-huh. Anyway. Anyway. Come on, I got one more. <laughs> All right, I got a few more. Um, how about this one? The Amber Alert is about to get overworked because Uber just announced Uber for kids. Whatever happened to not getting into strangers' cars? Too short is now a father at age 53. I wonder how those lullabies are gonna go. Go to sleep, go to sleep, little baby. A 68-year-old dominatrix charged men $150 an hour to clean her house. I believe it. And I believe that those people that paid her were like U.S. politicians. $150 an hour to clean her house. Mm -hmm. Sex is a powerful thing. Dominatrix, I mean, that's what they do. Yeah. What's your last one? Okay, using your phone on the toilet is giving you hemorrhoids. What? <laughs> what? What? Yeah, so the longer you sit there and the longer that you strain, uh, you are making yourself more susceptible to getting hemorrhoids. Damn. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, yeah. YouTube. yeah, nigga. I'm going to finish this video. <laughs> and then I'll pinch. Uh-uh. <laughs> I got one more. Jonah Hill is asking for $10 million to star, or not star, to to act in the Batman movie. That's more than doubled Robert Patterson's payday. This is a rumor, but if Jonah Hill is able to get $10 million to be a villain in this Batman movie. Who is he going to be, the Penguin? Nah, Jonah Hill is fit now. Yeah, he fit now. (laughs) They talking about the Riddler, maybe. I don't, I don't want to see him as a Riddler. 
We're not tall enough to be the Riddler. Nigga, fucking Edward is Batman. This movie's gonna be weird. It is gonna be very weird. And we're gonna watch it though. But who would pay ten million dollars? Ten. Who's gonna pay Jonah Hill ten million dollars to play a villain in a Batman movie? WB and DC. <laughs> they are struggling. <laughs> they need this. <laughs> they need a win. I need DC to stop grasping for straws. Like <sighs> I need that. They just need, you know what? Honestly, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say this as a comic book fan. Mm-hmm. If DC could focus their energy into their shows, their television shows, and stop trying to compete with Marvel in the movies and the silver screen, they that is their lane. The TV shows is DC's lane. The comic books, right. the TV shows, they don't need to be out here trying to compete with Marvel. What's they don't have the Disney juice. They well, just don't. Well, they are killing it with the TV shows because what's his right. name? Brandon Ralph. He's coming back as Superman, like Kingdom Come Superman in the uh, mm-hmm. Crisis event that's mm-hmm. coming to the Arrow. And Titan Season 2 is amazing. Man, I love all of the DC shows. Me too. Swamp Thing was yeah. great. I wish it didn't get canceled. I'm so far behind on all of my TV shows. I just don't have time to watch TV. But I've been wanting to rewatch Arrow from the beginning for Arrow's really good. And yeah. I can't this is the last season and I'm 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 dope. I'm stoked. Yeah. So it's a good show. Anyway. But yeah, DC should just should stick to TV shows and leave the, the movies to MCU. The like animation is pretty good too. Oh, their cartoons they have. Yeah. Cartoons are good. I used to watch the Justice League with my brothers. That was always such a serious cartoon. Yeah. But it was really good. Like, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. It's a great show. Yeah. And speaking of a great show, this has been another wonderful episode of the Government Name Podcast. Thank you, Miss Jasmine, for helping me out with this episode. You always bring a level of sophistication to the show. Oh, I'm so flattered. I appreciate (laughs) it. Sweet words. Thank you. This was fun, man. Like, I, I hope the people enjoyed it. Thank you for dealing with my bullshit for what two hours and plus. Well, thank you for dealing with my soapbox because I get kind of passionate about certain things. No, nah, you you have some valid points, especially with the school thing. Oh, I hadn't thought about this perspective that you have as being a teacher who still cares about these students because both of my parents, they're like, man, fuck these kids. I mean, I'd be like that at the end of the day, but while I'm there clocked in, like I'm, I'm actually locked in with these kids. So we have a listener named Empress, and she, she quit a very high-paying job to become a teacher. And mm-hmm. she was telling me a story the other day about how she is about to quit her job as a teacher <laughs> because these kids is pieces of shit. And I said I was trying to get her on this show tonight, but I got to her a little too late. But uh. We got to have you as a new teacher who still cares and her as a teacher who's like, fuck these kids to mm-hmm. to, to do a round table because it, it's got to be something we can do. You know, a lot of times the issues that we have as teachers are actually adult problems and not kid problems because mm. the kids are just going to reflect the disarray that the adults show. Mm. So if the kids are swinging from lampposts it's because the teachers don't have no control over what's actually going on in the classroom. And the kids don't respect that, and they smell that fear. Right. And so they do what they want to do. But when I get in that classroom, and I say, I know y'all hear me talking, mm-hmm. they be quiet. <laughs> but when, when I leave, leave, they be talking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 
<laughs> real quick, because yeah. since you're in Texas, mm-hmm. be safe out there because the authorities just arrested a possible serial gunman in Texas. He killed, or it was four similar shootings possibly tied to this person that they just arrested. And then also in Houston, the department's first chic deputy was fatally shot from behind. Oh no. Yeah, that's some fucked up shit. And okay, I think what I think it's shake. I thought it was always chic. It's S I K H. No, that's shake. Oh, okay. Like a milkshake. But yes, I knew what you were saying. Um I'm thankful that I stay in the house. <clears throat> really? Because, you know, the only real imminent danger I have in the house is my son throwing up on me, but that's cool. Yeah. Um no projectile vomiting. I'm telling, listen, man, I'm thankful there ain't no projectile vomiting. He ain't never done that. I hope he never starts. But <laughs> um, people are really out here with no regard to life. Right. And that's one of the scariest things to think about. Like, And the sad part is those two things came from Texas. BYK Radio. What you trying to say? <laughs> what you trying to say? That all the terrible shit's it's coming in Texas. Right now. Let me pull up some Alabama headlines. Okay. I'm up. I'm going to send in a listener letter with all of the Alabama headlines. So expect an email from me. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for joining me for this episode. I appreciate yeah, it. I'm going to stop the recording now. <laughs> Yo, thank you, Government Knights, for listening to another episode of the Government Name Podcast. At the end of the episode, me and Jasmine continued to talk just a little bit more, and her brother was over listening in the background, and that's where this conversation came from. I thought it was dope, so I went ahead and turned the mics back on and uh, just added it to the show. Thank you again for listening. Make sure you share, like, and subscribe. Cole Jackson should be back in the uh, co-piloting seat next week. See y'all then. Peace. There you go. Like, Give me his SoundCloud. I'll put this out there. Come on, Ricky. Okay. Uh, my SoundCloud is soundcloud.com slash Ricky Blue, R-I-K-K-I-B-L-U. And um, I'm also everywhere, Apple Music, Spotify, uh, YouTube. And um, I was just on Sway in the Morning, so that was pretty cool coming from Dallas. And, uh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. We'll check it out. We always looking for oh, new people because... Yo, where do I find this podcast? Like, where do I find... We're everywhere. We're on uh, Spotify, Google Play... Uh, SoundCloud, but it's called the Government Name Podcast. It's G U B M I N T N A M E. Yeah, we crazy. We do a lot of wild shit, man. We, we, uh, checks and balances of social commentary. G U M G U B M I N T. Yeah, we can't spell. That's all right. You got that Alabama education. There you go. Yes, exactly. Okay, you got a new follower. Thank you, thank you, thank you, man. Appreciate it. And then y'all can connect and he can send y'all music so now you can listen to his stuff. Yeah, because Cole is always looking for somebody to interview for the site. Mm -hmm. You know, Rob interviewed him last year or a year before last? Uh, Actually, we did a mixtape in a week uh, produced by Black Metaphor and it's dropping next week. Well, so. shit. Definitely okay. send that link. I'll, I'll check it yeah. out. 
we need some new music. Yes. Um, but I, you know, I'm only a phone call away. If y'all ever, you know, most of the times when y'all bring me on, it's about really serious things. So I was curious about how this show was going to go mm-hmm. because I'm not the most exciting person to listen to. I talk about a lot of serious things, but I think we were able to laugh a lot through the show yes. that keep people interested. Well, the thing about it is I don't always want to be serious. Because it's more fun to joke about the problems. You know what I mean? But <laughs> at the end of the day, I do want to try to nudge people towards a solution. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like what you're saying is we need parents to be more involved in kids' lives. Mm-hmm. That sounds like the biggest issue in school today. Right. But the parents are overworked and they can't be at home with the kids like that. Uh, do you know about Cody Global? Cody are Global? Familiar, yeah. Are you familiar with Cody Global? Nah, I'm going to look him up real quick. I fuck with that. I always need new music. Y'all will become friends and y'all will exchange music and get to know people. Hell yeah. They know a lot of people out in Birmingham. (laughs) We'll put put them on the show next week, man. (laughs) Let Cole, when Cole come back. You want to get on the show next week? Yes. You say, yeah. Okay. So y'all link up. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So he wants to do that. So I'll send you his information. And y'all can look up and y'all can set that up because he's my little brother, which he's my youngest brother. He, how do I describe you? (laughs) You struggling over there. (laughs) Well, no, because I have good words to say. He is, he is me if I were a social butterfly. Like Uh, he has all of the social. The wit. Yes, and he's on it, and I'm so impressed by the man that he's become, not only in, like, music, but, like, the father that he is to my nephew, like, Mm. how well he's able to articulate himself and still be humorous and still come at your head on the verses. Like, he's he's like a jack-of-all-trades. I was going to say, that's a man. That's what a man is today. Right, and I'm not just boosting because that's my little brother. Well, but, no, like, it's nice when you see where he started from to where he yeah, is now. And I know the knucklehead that he was. Yeah. So we hated each other growing up, but I've been able to appreciate him and love him as a man as he's grown up into his own and figured out his own path. And I got nothing but love and respect for that. Yeah. And he's dancing because <laughs> <laughs> got to respect him, right? Give him his flowers while you're here. He know, he yeah. know, I love him, and he knows that I beam whenever he mentions me in his songs. Like that's that should be making me smile. Oh man, yeah, I appreciate that. But no, send me them links. Better artists, yes, all of that. I'll, I'll listen, listen to it tomorrow while I'm working because okay, we're overworked. Appreciate it again. I'm finna jump so in this bed. Yes, ma'am. Good night. Good night. Good, 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 good.